Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to our weekly edition of 52 Players. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, our newest uh, assembly member on Long Island and uh, possibly in the state of New York, one of the newest in the state of New York, that's for sure. Doug Smith is our. Uh, as our very special guest, one of the youngest for sure. Assemblyman, how are you? I'm doing great, and i got to tell you, as a regular listener, I'm honored to be uh, on the program. So thank you so much, Frank. Well, listen, uh, thrilled to have you, and uh, and you and I were together at, at, at in a place in Albany, and, and we were there with uh, someone who was uh, an assemblyman for, for 27 years, and we were joking around saying, you, you were there for 27 minutes, and he's been there for 27 years, uh, and... <laughs> And uh, you know it's it's interesting being the the new guy and the new person. Uh, it's fresh blood, also. It's a you know you're a different generation and you're coming in as a uh, you know as a as a new face and with new ideas. And so far, everything I've ever heard about you up there on both sides, people are, are saying you're a bowl of energy, and it's uh, nice to have you up there. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that, and I'm trying to bring that that fresh new perspective. I, as you mentioned, I think I'm not sure if I'm the youngest, but I'm definitely one of the youngest assembly members at the moment. Uh, so it does bring a different uh, perspective that I have. And I have to tell you, I've spoken to my colleagues on both sides of the aisle. Many of them are under 30, as I am. And uh, we we definitely have a, a different view than the typical Republican-Democrat uh, point of view. So it's kind of interesting. We actually were toying with the idea, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, but starting a uh, like a youth caucus to try to get people on both sides to, you know, people under the age of 40 to talk about different issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds, it sounds like a great idea. I, for one... And again, I'm 51, and I have uh, I have kids almost your age. You're 27, <laughs> right? Is that that's right? Yeah. yeah. So I have I shouldn't say kids. I have children, right? I have ch- offsprings. Uh, you are uh, you know almost your age, and I have a 26 year old, and I have a 23 year old. I'm I'm for one. Well, I for one uh, am very encouraged by uh, what you guys bring and what the new generation brings. And I I know that's a departure because so many people are are so you know, in fear of letting go of the last uh, generation. I, I think you guys are, are, are walking into life with a lot more information than we've had and that we've had um, access to. And, and, you know, the technology and the concentration on progress and, and technology is such a huge thing. Uh, what's the big, biggest difference you see between you and some of the older members? Well, definitely the experience with technology is something that's... Uh you know, we try to help. Uh, I try to help out uh, some of my colleagues on some of the technology issues, but I think it's life experience because if you look at the, uh, you know, I would say one of the issues would probably be generational in that we approach things in a different way. And if you notice in Congress, many times we have gridlock over the last, I'm going to say, 20 years. So I, my hope is that this new generation. I'm on the cusp of a millennial. I, I don't know. If I, fall, I think I fall into that, yeah. um, but that our new generation kind of goes about things differently. Compromise is not a dirty word, and we need to do it to, to get things done. And my whole attitude, and previously I was Al Graf's chief of staff, and something that he really taught me that was important is get the job done. It doesn't matter who gets the credit. It's about getting the job done for the people that you represent. So I think some of my fellow um, young legislators, I, I do sense in, on both sides of the aisle that they have that, that attitude that, you know what? It's an honor to be here, to be selected from your community among 130,000 people. And, uh, you know, we're going to get the job done. Well, listen, it's uh, it, it's refreshing. It's refreshing to me 
to uh, to hear that uh, that approach, especially don't worry about who gets the who gets the credit. Let me remind folks that are just tuning in or uh, that are just turning on their radio a little late. You're listening to Doug Smith, Assemblyman Doug Smith, uh, newly minted Assemblyman, and um, uh, thrilled uh, thrilled to have him here. And for reasons of full disclosure, we're with him 100%. So I don't want to uh, hide that fact. And we've we've endorsed him as a party and uh, myself individually. And if you met him, you'd vote for him too. He's very impressive. Doug Smith again is our very special guest. Frank McKay here with Doug and uh, the new assemblyman. Uh, let's do a little bit of, of, of your history, if you don't mind, and let's... Sure, absolutely, please. Let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in uh, Good Samaritan Hospital in West Islip, and I grew up in uh, the Sageham School District. I grew up in uh, Holbrook, and uh, I graduated Sageham School District. Then, uh, after graduating, I went on to St. Joseph's College in uh, Patchogue. Uh, my goal was to become a mathematics teacher, so I'm actually a certified mathematics teacher, grade 7 through 12, so I have taught in the classroom. That was my passion. It was something that I always wanted to do. Um, I was teaching for about a year, but during college, I taught night classes and things. And uh, and kind of an interesting thing that not many people know, because people ask me all the time, how did you get involved in politics? My first experience in government was actually thanks to Babylon supervisor, Rich Schaefer, yeah. who's also the Democratic chairman. Uh, I worked at a deli in high school, uh, Cookies Deli in Bohemia. And he used to come in on Saturday mornings. So we used to talk about different issues. and. And, uh, you know, one day he asked, you know, you seem very interested. Would you like to do an internship in some way? And I said, oh, I would love that. And he got me my first internship at Islip Town Hall with then Supervisor Phil Nolan. Wow. So it's kind of kind of interesting. So he kind of gave me that experience that showed me, you know what, my favorite part of this job is the constituent service aspect. And, uh, I mean, I'm a Republican, but but again, we work with everyone. And, uh, and when I was in college, uh, one of my favorite professors, you're going to laugh at this one, but Steve Ballone actually taught a state and local government class, and he was my <laughs> professor. So every time we're at events, he always says, you know, I just want to point out that uh, I taught Doug everything he knows, <laughs> you know, as, a, as kind of a joke. So, uh, so, so it, it's very interesting. And then after college and after I was teaching for a little bit, um, I had received a call from uh, then-Assemblyman Al Graff, who I had known for many years. Like he, he lives not too far from me. Uh, I grew up with his kids at, at Sachem Schools. So, he, you know, we've known each other a long time. And he said to me, he said, you know, you seem to be very good on the issues. You you speak well and you care about people. How would you like to start working for me? You know, part on a part time basis. And I said I would love that while I'm still you know teaching night classes and things. Uh, that eventually evolved into a full time uh, basis, and I ended up serving with him for about seven years in the assembly. I became his chief of staff, and uh, you know, all told, uh, at the time of the special election uh, this past year, two months ago, I had personally helped solve over two thousand constituent cases. So those are people that. When they didn't know where to turn, they called us, and we were able to help them with their issue. So to me, you know, I, I was able to experience all these different things and to get this input from, you know, community leaders from all sides to show that, you know what, there's not necessarily, you know, we campaign, that's one thing. We're talking about issues that are concerning uh, the people that we represent. We're talking about um, strategies to tackle the issues, and those may be different. But when it comes down to it, the meat and potatoes of government and good government is serving the people that you're elected to represent and serving them well and going to bat for them, fighting for them. So that's uh, that's a little bit of my background. And now I'm fortunate enough to be elected as the next assemblyman. Yeah, well, listen, again, once again, thrilled to have you and uh, taking over for Assemblyman Graff, who is now Judge Graff. And uh, everything I'm hearing, it's, uh, it's good, good reports back. 
um, on on early uh, you know early reports back on on Judge Al Graf. Um, but uh, again, years of uh, seven years of working there. I also, it's working as a young man in constituent services. I, I mean, it's a, I, it, you know, I, I actually think it's a very good training what you had. And I mean, going into that and, and the fact that you came from um, knowing, uh, you know, the Democratic side, that should help you in the assembly because it's so dominant Absolutely. up there in the, in the assembly. So you get some of that and you get that it's, it is about uh, compromise and it's about uh, working with different folks. Let me remind folks once again, if you're just tuning in or just turning on your radios, uh, Frank McKay here with Assemblyman Doug Smith, representing the 5th, is that right? The 5th Assembly? That's right, that's correct. Yep, Central Long Island, yep. I, do you remember the first uh, public official that you you met? I assume it wasn't Supervisor Schaefer, right? I, or do you remember um, the first? I, I do. Uh, yeah. It was actually, um, I'm glad you asked that because I, I really think fondly about uh, Senator Owen Johnson yeah. And he was actually uh, best friends, him and his brother, best friends with my grandfather. Uh, they grew up together in uh, Babylon, West Babylon. And uh, I mean, he was somebody from when I was a kid. We used to go. My, my grandfather was a lifelong member of the West Babylon Fire Department. He and his brother and their families kind of started the fire department way back about 78, you know, 75 years ago. And uh, so we used to see Senator Owen Johnson all the time. And, you know, I always admired he was a firebrand, somebody yeah. who fought for what was right and he would get on the floor and say you know you people are spending our money like a bunch of drunken sailors on a two-day pass <laughs> and he didn't hold back and somebody like that that i just i, I totally respected and I, I saw that you know he also had the grace and dignity and uh, the ability to to get things done and that's somebody who you know unfortunately we lost him a few years ago but um so he was the first public official i ever met and i said wow that's somebody who really embodies public service and i was fortunate uh working for algraf to for at least a brief time serve with him um so that's that's definitely yeah somebody to look up to well you know the the one thing i always remember about owen johnson i i have a tremendous respect for the late senator johnson uh the hov lanes he was a he was a big proponent of that and i don't know if i have that uh, you know like i, 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 <laughs> I didn't sure. know that <laughs> yeah i want to make sure i get the proper credit i do know that uh, another friend of mine uh, who who i completely disagree with on certain issues uh, senator frank padovan who's no longer there uh but he was against them he's a queen's uh, queen senator and i i know this for a fact if anybody wants to uh curse the day that uh, that somebody <laughs> stopped putting hov lanes in queens that stopped with uh, with Padovan. Padovan stopped that, and I, <laughs> and I think of him not so fondly every uh, every time I get to Queens, and we have to uh, we have to get back into uh, into uh, antiquated uh, lanes without that <laughs> going into New York City. Anyway, that that being said, going up to uh, Albany, that's true. I, I can't agree more. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, uh, Frank McKay again with Assemblyman uh, Doug Smith, who represents the Fifth Assembly District and uh, a lifelong. Um, resident of, of Suffolk County and, and right around his, his district and he knows this area very well and he's bringing fresh blood into the uh, into the job and I, I, I think that's exciting. Uh, if you met this guy you'd support him too but again once again for reasons of full disclosure I'm with him 100% but he is uh, he's terrific and I think the sky's the limit for Assemblyman Doug Smith uh, and once again uh, the the idea that you go into a uh, you go into an election with uh, pre preconceived notions of what the job 
is, and, and you worked as an assistant and you worked close to an assemblyman and, and you, you were there while things were going on and while votes were going on, but it's got to be much different actually serving in that capacity. I, how much different is the job uh, in reality than to what you thought it was going to be? Well, I have to tell you, one thing that I definitely have an advantage for was, and, and, and Al, if he, would, if he were on right now, he would agree with this, is that when we get newly elected representatives, there's this perception of what they think the job is. Now, fortunately, working alongside Al, and anyone who knows him, uh, the former Assemblyman Al Graff, just yeah. a powerhouse, and, and a good, you know, he's got a great personality, great sense of humor, but as his chief of staff, as his right-hand person, he gave me the flexibility to, you know, I worked with him on drafting bills. He he knew that when I was working, it was in his best interest that I was helping the people that we represent. So he gave me a lot of latitude that other uh, legislators probably don't afford to their staff. So when I got in, I was able to hit the ground running. We, we opened the office, I think the next day after the election, we were able to reopen the office. Um, so, but, but that perception of what the job is and what it isn't, you know, I was talking to some of the other uh, newly elected assemblymen in the special election, and some of them really thought that this was like, you know, they're thinking Congress on the state level, which is true. But at the end of the day, you know, there's things that we have an impact on and things that, that we really don't touch. And the Senate is slightly different than the Assembly. Um, I think something that I bring to the table that along those those veins, um, back to getting the job done is so the way state government works for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, we, I'm, I'm a Republican in the Assembly. Now, I'm in the minority, but that actually puts me in a great position because we have a divided state government. So if we want to get something done, and Al and I had been very good at this process, is we'll write a bill that's a good idea, something you know maybe that helps victims of domestic violence. We're able to get one of our colleagues on the Democratic side of the Assembly to carry that bill through the Assembly. But then we do something that is a little bit harder for our Assembly colleagues. We can actually get a Senate sponsor in the majority. So in that way, we get the bill to pass both houses. It gets signed by the governor. And while my name might be number two on the bill, we still get the job done. And the people we represent know that it's not about taking credit. It's about, you know, I want to do the work for the people. And I'll take the line from Harry Truman. It's amazing what you can get done if you don't care who gets the credit. Yeah. Um, so great line. You know, I, I think so. I think that's something I bring to the table, having seen it firsthand. Uh, it is different. I'll tell you the one thing, Frank, is, uh, you know, when everybody's calling me assemblyman, that's something you got to get used to. You know, I tell the staff, I'm like, you don't have to call me a supplement. It's okay. Yeah. Well, listen, that's uh, it, that's a show of respect, and, right. and I'll call you assemblyman. That's for sure. It, it's, you know, it's a, it's not a bad idea to remind the public officials that they are public officials, and and the good ones will will rise up to the level where there is a sense of responsibility, and the bad ones will uh, will get carried away with being called by a title and and forget that they have constituents. Uh, you know, I have a feeling that you, you'll you'll always be one of the good ones, and uh, I'm excited again uh, about the the fresh air that you're, you're breathing into an assembly that desperately needs that. And you mentioned the the Senate majority. Boy, do we desperately need the Senate majority to stay. Oh, yeah. This is coming from an independence member and an independent. Uh, you know, we desperately, desperately have to have a Republican Senate. Well, we've got no shot on Long Island 
just like the upstaters have no shot, New York City will control everything. And I, I'm sure right away you could see the, the dominance of, well, you saw when you were chief of staff, you saw the dominance of the New York City Democrats in the in the assembly. It's, uh, you know, I, I mean, we're a hair away, just a, a very fine line away from there being complete Democratic control and New York City control over the state uh, government. And if Bill de Blasio has his way, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll win the... Uh, the Senate, uh, you know, while he's at it, and it'll be a pure Democratic situation. I mean, right or wrong, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it can be um, overstated because, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people realize that. And when I try to talk to my, my neighbors, my constituents about this, it's not political. It's really regional. And I'll tell you, the one person that I think was very interesting uh, was there's a new assemblyman who's elected again two months ago when I was elected. His name's Eric Bowen. He is kind of on an island amongst himself. So he's a Democrat. But he ran as a Republican, I think, out in Erie County, and he was elected, uh, but he wanted to caucus with the Democrats. They won't take him at the moment because they said, you know, you defeated our candidate. Uh, And he doesn't want to caucus with the Republicans, so he's kind of an island among himself. Now, he's also a teacher, so him and I have uh, become somewhat close. We're talking about different issues. And he, in my opinion, he really is the true independent in the chamber at the moment. You know, he's sitting there. He's not being briefed on the bills. So both sides were members of a conference. I'm part of the Republican conference. My colleagues are part of the Democratic conference. We get briefed on these bills. We get a tremendous amount of information about these bills. He's not getting that. So he'll sit there. He'll listen to the debate. He'll read the bills. And I'm telling you, he votes with us almost all the time. You know, he looks at the debate. So I, I find that kind of interesting. So he's not looking in the, in the um, context of what's good for New York City. He's looking in the context of what's good for his people and the state as a whole. And you know, he's voting against those things, even though he is a Democrat. So to your point, we do need to keep that Senate majority. And to be honest, Frank, and I'm sure you can agree, divided government isn't a bad thing to to have to force people to actually compromise. No, it's a very good thing. It's a very healthy thing. And and I I think the the forefathers recognized that, and they got it at a a very early, early point, and maybe uh, first in history to realize how good that is for people. Yeah, and I mean, it, you, you have to look no further than Washington to see what happens when one party's in charge and then the other party is totally in charge and it swings back and forth. So you have, you know, policies enacted, policies repealed. In our state, we have divided government, so we have kind of a check and balance where the really good ideas do rise to the top and we can get those things done as a state. And I think that's important. Well, we've got a couple of minutes left with Assemblyman Doug Smith, who represents the 5th Assembly District here in New York. If you're not uh, from New York and you're, and you're hearing this, uh, a brand new Assemblyman, um, 27 years young and 27 years old, I should say, a millennial <laughs> coming in. Our first millennial uh, in the in the state legislature or from Long Island, I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. And again, Frank McKay here with Doug Smith. We've got about a minute and a half. Uh, what's your What's your agenda uh, coming in, playing slate? What's your What's your first agenda for your first year in office? Well, the three big issues that I'm focused on, uh, in addition to local issues, are we have to do something where we fund education because our property taxes are out of control. So, but in order to fix that, in my opinion, and this is something that's a heavy lift. We need to fix how the state funds education. On Long Island, our school districts are funded about 70% at the local level and 30% from Albany. In other parts of the state, this is not so, and I would like to see that fixed so that uh, our local taxpayers can keep more of the money that they earn. The second thing is MS-13. We've been working to empower law enforcement and to help law enforcement shut down the the murderous gang known as MS-13. That's something that needs to be addressed. 
And the third issue is ethics reform. You know, I was very disappointed that the last day of Albany went by this year and we did not address ethics reform. We need some new things in place to protect the public integrity. You know, I mean, I, I do believe the first step is to elect honest people, but I think there should be additional reforms made to, you know, like term limits. I would support term limits. I think, you know, it's a, it's a tough battle, but I think the best case for term limits, you know, you look at somebody like Sheldon Silver, who's there a long time, you know, if he had served 12 years and he was done, give somebody else a shot. I, I think that's something. Um, but it's, uh, you know, as far as other local issues, Lake Ronkakama, we're working to clean up the lake. And Middle Country Road, Route 25, is one of the most dangerous roads in the state. I'm working on those two issues as well. Well, Assemblyman Doug Smith, congratulations on on your, your, your start. You're hitting the ground running, that's for sure. And on your recent... Uh, election and and hopefully uh, for your re-election coming in in November, uh, Frank McKay uh, getting ready to sign off. But thanking you, Assemblyman Doug Smith uh, from the Fifth Assembly District, uh, thanking you for being here. And hopefully this is the first of many times we speak to you. Thank you, Frank, and thanks to your thanks to your listeners. And I would like to thank the listeners too. Uh, most importantly, uh, for tuning in, Frank McKay signing off. Doug Smith, Assemblyman representing the Fifth Assembly District of New York and uh, New York State uh, Assemblyman here on Long Island and his, uh, his district uh, goes over uh, from Brookhaven into Islip and uh, replaced Assemblyman Al Graff and it's a wonderful district over there. Sounds like he's uh, going to be a breath of fresh air. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on 52 Players. 